The time has come. I like that. The time is now for Victoria Stellwell's Positively Podcast. She's a world-renowned dog trainer. Seen enough dogs today, have you? She's the host of It's Me or the Dog. I'm coming to train you. Along with co-host Holly Furfer. You don't play around with that name, do you? I am a fan of Shwethy Balls. She's Victoria Stilwell, and she's ready to go. This is a lovely way to start the day. You get the busy bee. I need to trim her whiskers. I see some poo here. I feel a little bit better now because I'm the only one who usually feels stupid during the podcast. Now, let's head to the studio and get this Positively Podcast started. Here we are again. I always love this favorite time of the day is when I'm with Holly and we can start chatting about my favorite subject, dogs. And it, well, we do talk about a lot of things. We do, right? And we do. We talk. We do chat a lot. This is true. We do. Um, and we have a lot to chat about because, of course, there's a lot to talk about when we talk about dogs. But we also travel a lot, so there's also a lot of really cool stuff about travels. Yeah. And Holly, you've just been to Santa Fe. I know you were filming something yes. for CNN out there. Tell us a little bit about it. You went to this crazy museum. Was it a museum or an experience? Yes. 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 Okay. Okay. So to try to describe it, it's it's very difficult. It's so hard. I will do my best in giving you the sort of two-minute explanation. It's called Meow Wolf. That's the name of it. Meow Wolf. Yes. And it's experiential art, which is kind of... There has been experiential art before, but it's really taking a whole new twist. Here's the story. Santa Fe, home to wonderful art, one of the greatest cities for artists. Um, A lot of these, you know, sort of gritty, you know, sort of down to earth, different kind of artists were being pushed out of the art scene because, you know, the shops and everything was fine art and everything with turquoise and silver and stuff. So they felt like there was really no place for them. They were getting pushed out. So they, 10 artists got together and decided, let's do our own form of art. They rented this space for like a thousand bucks a month. They each put their weird experiential sort of cool, different where you walk in and you're like, hmm, don't know really what to make of this, but it's very cool. And they got so many people in there. People were saying, you've got to do more of this, make it bigger. So a bunch of artists wanted involved with them. So they found, and I'm skipping over a lot of detail, but if you go to their website, meowwolf.com, you'll see it all. So they found this empty bowling alley and they said, oh my God, look at this. It's almost 10,000 square feet. We could do so much with this, but they couldn't afford it. They could barely pay the thousand bucks a month. So they said, hmm, we need somebody who would back us. I know, let's call George R.R. Martin, the creator of Game of Thrones. Wow. Okay. And they said, hey, because he lives in Santa Fe. And they said, hey, this is kind of really weird and up your alley. And he said, tell me about it. And they said, here's what we do. We want you to buy us this bowling alley. And he said, okay, done. And he bought the bowling alley and paid for it to be gutted. Wow. And they all built this. And to describe it, it's so different. Okay, so the premise is you go into this place and it looks like a house. It's built like a house. The exterior of a house. There's rooms in a house. You see paintings and pictures and couches and everything like a house, but only it's not an ordinary house. It's everything you ever dreamed of as a child. Dreams and nightmares, right? So... You open the refrigerator and you can walk through. It's a portal to another world. You can open the dryer and you can slide down and it's a portal to another world. Oh my God, I would love that. In the fireplace, it's a portal to another world. And when you go behind it, it is like there's a forest. There's like a Star Trek thing. There's everywhere you go. There's like a camper, but everything is a little different. There's a candy room. There's this infinity heart. It's just unbelievable. Every room is different. But also, it's not just, so, I mean, things like where you can, 
it's a big dinosaur. They built this dinosaur skeleton. And then they have these little um, sticks that you can make music. It's like a big mm. xylophone almost. Mm. These mushrooms that you can bang and it's like drums. Everything is very interactive. It's just so bizarre and wonderful. Like, and sometimes, and the best way to describe it when we were going for the first time, my my photographer and I, our Uber driver said, here's what I recommend. Just surrender yourself and see it through the eyes of a child or Mm. just your fantasy or just, you know, let go of convention. And if you do, you totally love it. Mm. And if you really want to get into it, there's a story. The family, the Seelig family that lived in the house disappeared. So you could try and discover, figure out what happened. There's clues everywhere. So in the mailbox, it tells you the family disappeared, and it sends you to the dining, the kitchen table with a newspaper, and then your next clue is there, and it sends you all around the house and into the back in the fantasy world to, if you want to, solve the mystery of what happened to the family, why they disappeared, and where they are. And this is true? Um, or is this made no, up? Like made the up. family? Yeah, there, it's all there wasn't, Okay. Yes, it's all actors, but... It's it's just, it's something like you've never, ever, ever experienced in your life. I mean, they have had, they get, they were hoping to get maybe 100,000 people a year through there. They've had more than 500,000 people a year. They've oh, been open almost four years. They've goodness. made something like $60 million. So now they're going to scale it and it's going to open, this one's just under 10,000 square feet. In Las Vegas, they're going to open one that's almost 60, 80,000 square feet. And then in Denver in 2021, mm. there'll be like 100,000 square feet. And each of them are going to tell a different story. We need one in Atlanta. It, eventually, they said it's on the list. I mean, this is scalable. And the cool thing is this um, guy, Vince, one of the creators of this, he said, we hope people knock this off and bring it to cities all around the world because they need to do this. So anybody wants to do it, go see Meow Wolf and bring it to Atlanta here. But it, I, I highly recommend it. Anyway, here's what I'll do is when my story's done, I can send it to you. Maybe you can put it on your website if people want Absolutely. to see how it works. Yeah, I love that. And on my, um, We should do a travel show because between you and yeah. me going to all these amazing places. I'd do it in a second. I would too. So this is so for this is this is a dog podcast, but it's kind of like a travel. Well, we're real slash people. We're not canine. Right. Yes, but we yeah. have like we have real lives. It is. And on my Instagram, which is h furfer h f is in Frank i r f again e r, I put up some cool different videos that you can see in pictures if you really want to get a preview of it. So love it. And while oh, I wow. was in Santa Fe, you had a much different experience. You were in. Puerto Rico. I was in Puerto Rico filming for the Unsung Heroes, you know, for uh, we work alongside the Petco Foundation where we recognize five incredible people around the country every year that do amazing things for rescue and for animal welfare. And so we had about, gosh, I think uh, about 250 submissions this year. And from there, we pick five. Wow. And it's really hard. It's really hard to pick the five, but we picked the five. And so... Um, one which we discussed about uh, was on the Navajo reservation lands mm-hmm. in New Mexico, which was incredible. The second unsung hero is an incredible lady called Gloria, and she lives in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. There, if you haven't been to Puerto Rico, you need to go. Mm-hmm. Because itself is a beautiful country. If you live in the U.S., you don't need a passport. Yeah, Exactly. The people are amazing. Yeah. A lot of people speak English there. It's mm-hmm. an American territory, mm-hmm. but uh, a lot of people don't. And it's they an island. Spanish. So, yes, it's an island. In the Caribbean. And it is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's beautiful in the parts where tourists like to go. And mm-hmm. there is a lot of poverty there. And yeah. along with the poverty, 
means a lot of abandoned animals and a lot of stray animals and not a lot of spay and neuter. So the animals are multiplying and there's mm. not a lot of rescue organizations out there. Mm. So we were filming with one of the organizations that have been, gosh, in, uh, they've been rescuing animals for about 26 years wow. plus. And they operate out of her mother's house. What? At the, I mean, this is what this, this, the infrastructure in Puerto Rico and the money from the government for any kind of municipal sheltering is pretty much non-existence, oh, yeah. existence. So you, you, you do it where you can, right? Uh -huh. So, um, she has about 150 dogs in, wow. and then it says the land is quite, yeah. it's quite sizable, but still it, it's cramped for that many animals. But then there, it's a dire situation. Question for you. How do the Puerto Ricans view dogs? Because I know sometimes, you know, we have them in our homes. They sleep on our beds. They, you know what I mean? They get food. They go to doggy daycare. How, how do the Puerto Ricans view dogs and it's, cats? It's really interesting when talking to them. And I hope I don't offend anybody, but the Puerto Ricans say that the, la, uh, the, the Latin cultures are the ones that, like the Italians and everything, are the ones that are not treating their animals right, where the Puerto Ricans are. Mm -hmm. That's a sort of general thing, I think. Um, but I think in reality, it doesn't matter who you are there. You, If you're male and you're Latin, and even wherever you are, you just don't believe in, in neutering your male dogs, right? And, and, and uh, as well, people can't afford it. Do the dogs... There's, people cannot afford to have their dogs right. fixed. But do the dogs live in the house or are they more... A lot of them wild? live... No, no. A lot okay. of them live inside the houses okay. with families. Um, okay. Some are outdoors and some are on chains. And mm. it's very much like Atlanta, I have okay. to say. Okay. So, um, but yes, they're, they're, there's a lot of people there who have a great love for animals and want to help. There's just massive pet overpopulation problem. And not a lot of people to help. Mm -hmm. So if you run a rescue there, you will be inundated. Anyway, when we were there filming with our unsung hero, um, she unfortunately had the flu. Mm -hmm. But you'll have to see what happened. It was pretty beautiful. But and there's this wonderful man called Frank. And the organization we were filming with is called Save a Sato, which is the Sato, S-A-T-O, is kind of like Save a Mutt. Mm -hmm. So the Satos are like mutts. They're mm -hmm. blends of different dogs, right? And um, that, that organization, not only do they help the animals in San Juan, they help animals in other areas. And they get calls from other areas. So while we were there, they got a call from Guanica. And Guanica is uh, down on the southwest part of the island. The island's about 100 miles long, sort of from east to west, and 35 miles north to south. Very small. In the middle of the country, there's a mountain range. And the either sides are relatively flat, okay? So great beaches and all kinds of things. But Guanica on the southwest lies very close to a major fault. Mm. And... Consequently, on January the 7th, they had a 6.4 magnitude earthquake. Uh, since January the 7th, when they had this 6. Point, um, this this magnitude, sorry, 6.8 magnitude mm -hmm. earthquake, they uh, have had thousands of aftershocks. Mm -hmm. Some you feel, some you don't. Some you feel. Some are like a 2. Point, some are 3.0. Some are 4.5. Um, this town that is a lovely town a beautiful just 
lovely seaside old Spanish town that has not seen an earthquake like this in a hundred years is now a ghost town. Mm-hmm. There are people that have just abandoned their homes because when you go to the town, which is what we did, you'll see just one building looks absolutely fine. The next building next to it is completely collapsed. Hmm. The town square, going to the town square was really interesting because some buildings, again, Hmm. were fine. The town square is just beautiful. The old town, the clock in the old town square, its face is all shattered and it stopped at seven o'clock, hmm. right? So, um, and then the civic buildings, the municipal buildings, the school leveled, hmm. right? Um, County Hall is kind of it's it's okay, but a lot is a lot of crack. I mean, it's just well, even if it's still standing, you don't know that it's still secure and sturdy. And that's why a lot of people yeah, you go everywhere, and in their yards they they've got their tents. Mm-hmm. They're living in tents, or they're living in the tent city close by, um, and that's where they are because um, if they can't afford to abandon their homes, mm-hmm. right? Many people have moved out yeah, and gone away. Where do you go? They've got nowhere to go. They have to stay. So a lot of elderly people are staying, mm. and. Um, but when people are moving, they leave their animals behind. Mm. So there are dogs everywhere, oh, cats everywhere. That are not Abandoned, fixed, not fixed, no homes, and a couple of people. Three ladies who I who we met there that are taking care of that whole town. Wow. It is, it's... The it's, people too? They're taking care of the animals, mm-hmm. but they're helping the people mm-hmm. by... Fedding the animals by giving them food, which is the reason why we were going down there to film Save a a Sato, who were going down there to deliver food. Mm -hmm. We get down into the town, which apart from sightseers just coming in to see earthquake damage, Mm -hmm. is a ghost town. Wow. And the first person we encounter there is this woman. She's in her car. She has a dog in her car. And she's by this completely collapsed house. And she gets out of her car. She sees us coming and unloading uh, the food. And she also sees the cameras. And she gets out of her car and she said, that was my house. And um, I have a seven-year-old daughter. I have a dog in the car. I have nowhere to live. Um, But that's my house. She and her her seven-year-old daughter were out of the house Mm -hmm. with their dog. But she had left two dogs in the house. The earthquake hit. It collapsed. So two of her dogs died. And then she, so we start talking to her and then she looks at me and she goes, are you on TV? (laughs) (laughs) And I went, yes, I am. She says, I love your show. She starts to cry. Like, what are you doing here? Oh, wow. So I gave her a big hug and we just were like, what do you need? What do you need? And. She has family members now that are going to be able to help her, which is great. But a lot of people don't. So after that, mm-hmm. we, I mean, dogs are just coming up to you. Mm-hmm. Dogs are just wandering on the streets and on the. Uh, and they're probably pets, so they're friendly dogs. So they're, they're not feral, they are. So they're not used to trying to survive in the wild. They're not. Yeah. We drive around. We see so many collapsed buildings. Dogs are living in collapsed buildings now. Mm-hmm. So where buildings collapse, they're living underneath. Then we went to another house where these people live. But they are very, very poor, and there were four puppies in there that have mange and mites mm. and uh, ticks and fleas. And so um, Frank, who was 
uh, who's one of the directors at Saber Sato, was like, I have to take these puppies. Mm-hmm. I have, they, they, they're going to die. So they Saber Sato took the Aww. puppies, and the puppies are all washed and cleaned up, and you have to watch the show to find out. Unsung Heroes at Petco Foundation, they're being released. The videos are being released on the Petco Foundation's website in April, but you have to watch to find out what's happened to the puppies. It's a town that also has tsunami, you know, has mm-hmm. signs everywhere because it's flat and, you know. Be... Then we went to the tent city. And, and don't forget that they're still recovering from the hurricanes. Irma they are. Maria, you know, that they're still a long way coming. Still a long way. And now that they're dealing with the earthquakes, mm-hmm. I've never been anywhere like it, Holly. I've never experienced. It was like, I guess, what it was like after the Second World War or after, a, you know, mm-hmm. when you go into a war-torn town. And um, there was a very surreal, it was very quiet because there's no, there's only limited electricity, mm-hmm. but we'd be filming and then all of a sudden we'd hear massive bangs and we'd have to stop and there'd be transformers blowing up. Mm. Probably because there was an aftershock. Because there was, was an aftershock. You know, it's totally amazing. There were three while we were there. What's totally amazing about all this is this is a U.S. territory. This is like a state. So imagine this happening in Florida or Kansas or Washington State, right? This is part of the United States. There's not a lot. That, I mean, there were a couple of aid organizations, mission organizations. Mm-hmm. There was an, a man there who was um, the Muslim missionaries. Mm-hmm. So there was that organization was there. Um, Thank goodness for those people. Yes. Um, and um, and that was it. There yeah. was nobody. Mm-hmm. A couple of police go mm-hmm. uh, driving around and us. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And Just people amazing. In, in dire need. Yep. Animals in dire need. I mean, what's happening? Mm-hmm. What's going to happen right. to them? Just recently, they arrested two uh, legislators there because, you know, they send a lot of aid after the hurricanes and then after the earthquakes. And they found, I guess, a warehouse filled with food and provisions and things that never made it out, water that never made it out to the people, which is just shameful. They are very, very angry about it. Of and course. um we we met a lot of people and they were very vocal about it. Yeah. Um, the the Puerto Ricans and um, very upset about it. It's absolutely, absolutely shameful. Their government is shameful. Yeah. Shameful and um, more needs to be done. So yeah. so we saw the beautiful side. We saw the desperate side. Mm-hmm. And a lot of tourists don't see the desperate side. They see the beautiful side. Right. Um, I I've been to Puerto Rico many times and when my husband Sean was sick. His doctor, basically the woman who saved his life, is Puerto Rican. Hmm. And um, while he was in the hospital, he was in the hospital for four months. Uh, She goes back to Puerto Rico every few weeks. Uh, She takes her vacation time and personal time, and she brings supplies down there, medical supplies, and she treats people for free. She goes down because her parents are still there. Her family's still there. And after the hurricanes, it was devastated. And they didn't have medical care. They didn't have you know, supplies. They didn't have Band-Aids or antibiotics or let alone, you know, places to do procedures or surgeries or surgeons. So she goes down and does basically free medical care. And um, we would get a lot of uh, supplies from the insurance company for Sean. And, um, you know, oftentimes, like I said, stop. We, You know, they would send us mistake things or they would keep sending stuff and we would say, nope, we don't need this anymore. We've moved on or we don't need this. So anything that we had left over that was not used, unused, we would bring to Dr. Hack is her name, H-A-A-C-K. The most amazing lady. Oh, yeah, you've met her many times. Um, And we would bring the supplies to her, and she was so thankful, and she brings suitcase after suitcase after suitcase of medical supplies for the doctors and hospitals down there. 
and then she herself will come and do volunteer stuff. And she's like, it's just you're. She said you're a drip in an ocean, really. What the need they have there. Um, but you know, I know how hard it is. And she's told me again firsthand stories about what she has seen from a medical perspective too. So now to hear this from you know animal rescue, it's just unbelievable that we don't do more. Again, if this had happened in Oklahoma. Would we be would would it be in the same situation? I hope not. Well, I hope not. Yeah. Uh, I I hope not. Um, I, I, it was shocking to me. I've, I've seen a lot of shocking things. I mean, we talked um, dog meat farms in South Korea yeah. and puppy mills and animal cruelty and this, but this this to me was just. It's like as if there's it ha- no hope. It's like it's if it happened here in the states. Like if you went to Texas and this is what you saw, this would be the same thing. Yeah. That's it. It's so spare a thought, please, yeah. for the people in the animals or of donations. Puerto Rico. What do they need? Donate to save Asato. Okay. Donate money. Okay. They need money. So because be... they need to rescue. There, there's so many animals that need helping. Um, they need to have donate food, 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 dog food. They need. They are desperate need for dog food down um, in Guanica so and the surrounding you, areas. Is there a way, like, if we go to the Petco Foundation website or go to your website? No, where, where I would we go, go to SaveAsato.org. Uh, okay. Savasato.org. Yes, so it's S-A-V-E-A-S-A-T-O.org. And then go to there. Okay. They will have the event. They're the best people to um, distribute because they know what yeah. they need. Exactly. So, and I know a lot of people, it's easy just to say, okay, I'll, I'll send $100. Do they need money or do you, they really need boxes They need it of all. Food? They okay. need it all. Okay. Everything. Good to know. Right? Everything. Mm-hmm. But, um, Savasato also needs money because they need to they yes. they need to expand right they need there's a a school by the way the government has um closed 900 schools wow. 900 schools in the region because of the debt and everything so mm-hmm. but one of the schools which is vacant um Savasato is wanting to make into a, an animal shelter oh, so they right. could expand so they, need, so they money. need money for that okay it started but you know with all of these things i mean it t- it's going to take a long time but it's not going to be like somewhere. a state-of-the-art shelter. Oh, Mm-mm. absolutely not. But it's going to be a bigger place where they can house the animals in better conditions. And we need to start somewhere. So you know what? Just so saveasato.org. Yeah, you know, I I feel blessed to have the platform where I can experience this and where I can help in a small way. Well, we appreciate the fact that you come and give us the message so we know, because we would never know But that's, that she exists. we have to do that. And and you, Holly, as well. I mean, we both do it, right? Because we both are in animal welfare, regardless of the other, the, the, mm-hmm. you, you know, you work for CNN, but you're also huge into animal welfare. And so part of this podcast as well is giving great information, but also it's call to action, right? So... Great. Now, where are you going next for the next one? Oh, my gosh. Know? We go to Wisconsin. So oh. from Puerto Rico, which is 85 degrees, to Wisconsin, which is 20 <laughs> degrees. Pack your long johns. Oh, my gosh. But there is a lovely, lovely man there. Oh. We have a lot of men this time. Good. This, uh, yes. A I lot like of men, men with a big heart. I know. Animal welfare stories. And I have to tell you, I fell in love there. And my husband was second camera, right? So he does his oh, in Puerto Rico, you fell in love? I, I fell in love with, in Puerto Rico. Yeah, I fell in love, and he is just the most divine person. And name is is Frank, and um, as I said, he he does all the social media and um, for for Save Sato. He's absolutely wonderful, and he is a true angel. So it it, um, it really, you know, it just warms my heart and. Um, makes me see that for all the bad in the world, there is a lot of good. I love that. Well, then we look forward to seeing it in April on the Petco Foundation 
website and then hearing about your Wisconsin trip. You bet. I'm going to buy you some uh, hand warmers, okay? Yeah, God, I'm going to need them. Thanks for tuning in to Victoria Stillwell's Positively Podcast. For more information, visit Positively.com. Get connected on Facebook and YouTube as Victoria Stillwell or follow her on Twitter at Victoria S. Be sure to tune in next time as Victoria helps to change dogs' lives positively. Positively.